mercy. The prisoner wishes to say a word. Welcome to the Challenge Chronicles. I'm Devin Jordan I'm with Trace Armstrong and Rob McIntyre. We are here to talk about episode 19, the final episode, the challenge, Ride or Die, season 38. Trace Armstrong is with us after escaping the jaws of death. He's back, <laughs> ready to put all those bitches in their places. Uh, Just Kehoe. Wow. Well, it's finally over. Uh, wait, didn't wait, 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 real quick, do we have shout outs? No. No, I'll just go. I, I, I spent right. that time getting us live on YouTube uh, instead of getting patron shout-outs. So we'll do patron shout-outs next time. We plan to record an episode later this week where we do a our typical prop bets episode, previewing Tournament of Champions. If you want to be able to listen to that, go to Patreon, become a patron. And you can do that at patreon.com slash the challenge chronicles and subscribe for four dollars per month. Let's talk about the final. What did the two of you think of the final? So it's for me, I actually wasn't like I actually somewhat enjoyed what was actually if you just looked at what was going on on screen at Nigga, I actually thought these episodes were moderately entertaining compared to the past couple of seasons. Like I thought they were pretty decent episodes. I mean from a format perspective though, if we want to talk about all of this stuff not mattering until the last two seconds. Like this is this is a whole new world, right? I mean, Tori Devin demolished the whole final, and then there's not even a head start at the end. I I think my takeaway is that I thought visually it was they did an exceptional job. Whoever, whoever yes. was in charge of that, who whose ever job that belongs to, they they, they did exceptional work. I thought yeah. the music was actually very good that they played throughout the final too. It was incredible, especially this last episode. And as far as the format goes and the actual proceedings that go on for the final, I think they've only continued to get worse season after season at this point. And this is a complete fucking joke, like beyond uh, reprehensible. And I think the only reason that people... I don't, I don't know. You got, you guys can tell me if people are up in arms in, about this. I'm guessing that they're not. But I feel like the only reason that they're not up in arms about this is because, again, they lucked out and got a satisfying winner. The people who, in the eyes of the fans, felt like they should have won, won. And if Anissa and Jordan won this, which they easily could have. <laughs> they so could have. Easily, they easily could have won this. Anyone could have won this. If they would have won this... This would have been DEFCON 1 in the end of the world. And I kind of wish that we that's what we would have got. I wish that had happened. And, and see, and I think that's honestly, like if we really want to read the tea leaves of what they're doing with these finals now, they're trying to make it so that anyone who can just survive can win it. So like, it's very clear that if Anissa could have just survived to this final round of the face-off, they could have won. And that's what the, they're doing with these finals. It's like, 
it's not so much about winning a race. It is about surviving and winning the race at the end. And so, and the race at the end is not like endurance race. It's like puzzles with physical activity. And so I think this is what they're trying to get to so that some of the production favorites can win finally, because they're not going to win in the way these finals have been structured in the past. I think yeah, I mean, this, they, this almost changes like how I feel like you have to analyze the show going forward, right? If this becomes the precedent. Like I only, I honestly don't even know if I would think that this is a worse way to determine who the better competitor is than what some of the past couple finals have been. If you just look at it in a vacuum, I think it's just a different skill set now that's being valued. I think puzzles are a lot more important than just running. I think strength to weight ratio and with this one, communication seems to be a big factor, and not just as MJ said, taking your time, the secret fourth step, uh, becoming a big factor in who's winning these things. Like I don't think if you take like what that last event was. And you put it up against the last event in Spies as an Allies, the last event in Total Madness. I don't think it's appreciably worse as a metric to determine the better competitor than those. I think it's just a whole lot different than what we're used to. I don't know. I think it's a complete joke. I, I think that when we look at what happened in Spies Eyes and Allies, it was a race to the end where you had to complete... It was like a, a combination, right? You had, you had to yeah. memorize... A set of was it numbers or was it shapes? It I was a set was of numbers, numbers, and you opened a safe. That was it. No safe this time, thank God. This, there wasn't even any endurance aspect to this. It, it, well, and I mean, pretty endurance of like you just you had to, to be able to survive the, whole, through the run. Whole yeah. <laughs> what? No, it really didn't matter. Like, I mean, anyone could. No, you could have walked I, this shit. That well, I also, honestly, want, because and, and that's I what Anissa did. Walk she, this she shit walked if we the whole be real. thing. Like she walked pretty much all of it. Well, so I'll, I'll say, Tori and Devin did say this took about six hours. And I'm curious as to how we would have looked at this final stage if Bananas and Nani don't just screw it up in the second part of it and basically give up. I think we all still would have thought it was a complete joke because all this came down to was the puzzle. That's the only thing that this entire 100 fucking hours mattered was this goddamn puzzle. A cinder puzzle. block puzzle. That's but the that only is thing that mattered. The only thing about that, though, and I'm not making excuses. Let me be clear because I have more stuff to say about this. But the physicalness of moving that many cinder blocks after being as active as they were for that many days, that's really freaking hard. And so I, it just, from what we're used to, you know, like we go back and let's rewind the clock even to the, the, what I consider some of the gold standard of finals is rivals Two, compared to rivals Two. Rivals 2 is grueling from start to finish because it's within this six to eight hour window, especially day two on the island. Whereas this is, can you motor for four days at a reasonable pace and even in Anissa's case, an unreasonable pace and just make it to the end? Because I have a feeling too, had Olivia and Horacio not gotten hurt, we would have gotten an elimination in the middle episode that would have been 60 minutes. It would have been 90 with an elimination. And the only reason that they didn't is because they got hurt. So I think that I don't even know how difficult this final was. I, and this was a question that I was going to raise was where does this rank as far as difficulty goes in the era of modern finals? Because for the last three days, they really didn't even do anything. The well, so last, they had to have hold on, hold on, hold on. Right? Let him finish. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Based off of what so, they showed us, they, they really didn't even do anything. So the second to last day, all that they did was the helicopter challenge, and then they ran into the cornfield, and then it was essentially fucking blind luck once you got to the cornfield if you took the right path. That's one of the other larger issues that I have with this, yeah. is that I don't think guessing which direction to run in a cornfield is a skill, and I don't think that's something necessarily that we want to reward. And then they got to the end of the cornfield, and we're in an elimination. End it with these fucking eliminations and finals. No one wants to see this. Then we get to the last day where all the last day was, was one elimination. That's all it was. Well, what were they doing the whole day? Because it was nighttime and they woke up in the morning. Sleeping and eating. That's right. That's all they they were doing. Really, the the whole hundred hour final is a complete ruse. It's a complete fucking marketing gimmick. What do you think the actual percentage of time that they did something in the final was? Like, so I'll say it was this. 50-50. I think real, it was 50 No. Real quickly, Tori and Devin did say they cut out at least three checkpoints. It was two or three checkpoints that they cut out throughout the final, which not surprising. Which days? They do all uh, the They time. didn't specify. There were, however, I do know that there were no checkpoints between the elimination and that final elimination. So if I had to guess, they probably spent eight or nine hours during that day sleeping and eating and getting ready for that last elimination. So I would wager because I do know based on just time lapse, they did drive for three hours and then they had to do a bunch of stuff. So if I had to guess, I would say that they were physically active for between 40 and 50 hours of the hundred hours. I mean, really the whole, the whole thing came down to two things. One, whether or not you pick the right direction to run in a corn maze on the second to last day, and two, how you did in the cinder block puzzle. Those are the two things that mattered throughout the entire course of this final, and that was but it. But the thing is, like, the cinder block puzzle could have been more even. Johnny and Nani just screwed it up. They that just didn't matter, sort though. the blocks it, I, right. I'm, what, my, my issue is that this entire final, this whole 100 hours, is weighted to one fucking thing. Yeah, so, to, to two yeah, things, like, to two things. But that, that's, that's what the they've issue. all been so, after Total Madness. I, and I'm saying that, that that's bad. I'm not saying that yeah. that's different from what they've done recently. I'm saying that yeah. that's not good. Like, what the fuck is the point of it? And so I think this is the, hold on. I think that this is the ultimate irony. I think the ultimate irony of all of this is that they do this to make it close until the end. And then they have this cinder block puzzle. <laughs> right. Johnny and Nani fuck it up. And it's not even close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not e- like. That's not the irony. Question. Like the, the, they don't even try. Like they just give up. That's well. That's my whole thing. Is like I think you, you, we keep saying it just came down to the puzzle. Like they both could have been competent at the puzzle, but Anna's and I just screwed. Like if they just figured it out, if they didn't screw it up, then it could have come down to something else, or it could have come down to the whole event like entirely. They just completely messed it up. And I mean, they did tell you to say it took six hours. Like I, I guess what my larger takeaway is if they if they just made running like somewhat minimized in the like in the what a final is and they use this sort of concept and expanded it out a bit more like added maybe a couple more events in this last part of it and then made it a bit more comprehensive i wouldn't have the biggest issue with that the, the thing that bothers me more now is just like oh 100 hours it's like okay like literally this all i, I was telling you just walk anisa just walk because you could just walk to the end well i think if you're like the jordans of the world and stuff now what incentive do you have? Because the last three old well, double agents, I felt like you actually needed to run, like getting to those checkpoints first mattered, but for spies, lies and allies. And for this final, it actually behooves you to just go as slow as fucking possible to get to the end. 
unless I mean unless you well, just wins, don't want to be in elimination. If Casey Maybe, wins the team's day, she doesn't get CTS a partner, probably. Nelson yeah. literally DQ'd in a phase of the final in Spies, Eyes, and Alex. Didn't even finish it, and there were no repercussions for it whatsoever. None. Mm-hmm. I, well, he, there were no repercussions, but at the same point in time, like if his team if his team had uh, won, I guess he got eliminated. But it's like him winning or losing that day was also not that relevant. Um, yeah. I also think that this final, like the way they structured this, is a reaction to some of the backlash from the challenge USA final <laughs> because of how fucked up it was. And they decided to go like, let's make it visually appealing and let's just make it longer, but let's make the tasks you have to do easier so that it looks like we're not trying to literally kill these people and then put puzzles in front of them that, you know, if you don't know Sudoku, you're not going to win, you know, like they've got to put, They've got to put stuff out there that people can just do without it being like, there's no way possible that someone that's never done this before could do it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. We want to walk through this fast five or we're not going to do that this episode. I mean, what's the point of the fast five on this? We can do it. Like, I mean, you can do it. The whole point of the Fast Five is so we can at least say that we talked about everything. And I feel like for a lot of people, I think a lot of people enjoy it. I think yeah, I think that's what we've heard. And I mean, we have a lot of evidence for the fact because that's the Fast Five is essentially what we did for the first, what, two years of this show where we just Basically. went back and talked about old, old episodes. It's the exact same thing. Um, I don't know. Like, I just... Like, I, I think if you win... If you win a season, it it essentially means nothing to me anymore. Um, well, yeah, right. Like that's, but that's how that should have been the case for a while. I, I think mean, how many seasons would you say the winner of it actually is like super relevant in terms of who you view as the best competitor on that season? World of Worlds one, World of Worlds one, X is two. Are we saying recently or ever? Just let's ever. say since like Cutthroat. I'd say rival. Well, no, Kenny and West. I mean, the way they structured that final kind of fucked them over. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would was... say free agents. Free agents. Really won. though, like I mean, yeah, free agents was. If Zach hadn't fucked up, then you know things are different. Well, that's the thing. Laurel almost loses because Zach's so bad, and even if, like still Johnny, won. And also Johnny Riley. This is a low key part of that final. Johnny Riley gets paired with Devin in like the worst stage, and he gets set back an hour by her. But see, that's the that's the point though. Why take someone to the final like that if there's the potential you're going to get paired? Well, up? but that like, was completely random. He got paired with her. It could have been the other Johnny she got paired with, and then she he loses. That's completely yeah, random. just uh, but that's that's the way the cookie crumbles. So that's I would the, say, yeah, the but, free, but it was fair for all quick. of them because they but, all had to deal with her for a leg. It's just bananas got lucky that it was the puzzle leg. Well, that's but that's the point though, Trace. Like the point is like if it's random, who gets determined to win? That's what we don't want. That means the winner of the final becomes meaningless okay all right i see your point but i'll still say that the the free agents final was was one it was okay. i would say even though i didn't love it the battle of the bloodlines final was pretty fair and straightforward across the board there were no like equalizers for the male or the female teams and the you know it, it was what it was uh i would say Rivals 3 is similar token, I would say. Rivals 3 is pretty good. I would even say Dirty 30, but... It's not bad. You know, not bad. It's it's pretty similar to Bloodlines. Vendettas is a fucking joke. Final Reckoning's a fucking joke. (laughs) 
War of the Worlds <laughs> one is good. War of the Worlds two had some bullshit in there. Lots of bullshit in there, actually. So, yeah, I mean, honestly, if you were to make a list of the finals that were like fair start to finish, you actually have to go back before cutthroat. Like anything so, post cutthroat, you have a lot of bullshit finals. So Ross in the chat asks, when was the last season they just had a clear start and finish final? Fresh Meat 2 and Cutthroat were the last two. Or Rivals 2. Rivals 2 still had an overnight piece where they eliminated a team day one. See, the thing, I guess with Rivals 2, I just view that as like a purge at that point. It's not even part of the final. Yeah, I mean, I would say you could make that case that Rivals 2 and Free Agents are the last two. But those are all checkpoint based. But what Ross is specifically asking cutthroat was the last time they started a final and ended the final the same day as a race i'm did trying Ra- to remember did, did x2 Ra- have chicanery no it didn't actually x2 might have been the last one they did have an overnight portion though there was it like a sarah and jordan get a head a 20 minute head yeah start, they got like a five start. minute head start or something See, that's not great like i i just don't remember that final that well honestly because sarah and jordan just dust everybody from start to finish. yeah i think to answer his question though like a race that started same day and ended same day cutthroat was the last one it's funny because you figured that'd be the easiest one to manage for them too right just have it start and go, start and end yeah but justin booth has a fetish for making these people suffer as long as possible so it is what it is all right, let's just see the fast five. Let's go through this. Okay. All right. Episode 19 begins. Uh, great music to start. Great music in the final overall. Anissa talks about hurting her ankle right at the start of the final. Tori says that they've been there for more than 60 hours. And she says that one event has put them in second place after leading pretty much the entire time. Rob, what do you do? Oh, I that? couldn't hear you, so I put AirPods in. Is it that bad? Oh, oh we now had, it sounded like someone ripped a nasty fart. Is what it sounds like now. <laughs> no, I had to put AirPods continuously. In Stop. I... You got to take them out. <laughs> All right. What changed? Now it stopped. Okay, we're good now. <laughs> I can barely hear. It's just so going to be. A now we've lost his ends. video. Okay, he's back. He's back. It just never ends. <laughs> Fast five. Go. All right, TJ is there with the helicopter. Johnny says that he's going into the days if they were behind, and Nani says that she doesn't want to fall behind now that they have the lead. TJ says it's hour 69 of the final. So they literally went from the beginning saying that it was hour 60 to to Tori saying it was hour 60 to now saying it was hour 69 in the blink of an eye. Mm -hmm. So, like, what's going on here? We don't really know, and they don't really know. That's what the producers told them to say. That's what that is. I think that these people just really have a vested interest in making it seem like this is was as difficult as possible. When all that they did on the second day was they pushed the car, had an eating portion. All they did on the third day was had a mission, ran around a corn maze. And then all they did on the fourth day was do an elim- like one final elimination to determine the winner. So there so are a couple more did, checkpoints saying that the last day, the one to me is the most ridiculous one even, by far. Rob, because even, even if there, even if there were two, like how much more difficult does that make it? Well, who knows what these checkpoints were? I mean, I look, I, I don't know, and I, I'm agreeing with you, which is a, a problem. But um, yeah, the last day, the, the last day is the one that gets to me, just because like they wake up in the morning and then they just like time lapse twelve hours into when it's nighttime. That's just so weird to me. It's very weird. All right, TJ. 
TJ says that it's hour 69 of a 100-hour final. The helicopter will go over the course while each pair throws chalk bombs down on the ground trying to hit specific targets. Each what team a useless has... thing to have in a final, by the way. Well, they do this yeah, a like, lot, so, actually. Being able to throw so things from a helicopter is like a low-key important skill. That probably but ate up final, six hours of the day right there. Like, the that final, stupid mission probably took six hours. That's my thing. Is like These aren't skills that I feel like we want to reward someone as the winner of the season by. These are, this, this is, is a daily that, like, mission and has no place in a final, period. Yeah, like, th- these are. this is something that we don't want to, like, decide this person is deserving of winning an entire season over. And that's what it comes down to. Yeah. What, what happens if keep working through? I'm sorry, we're, we're running into some technical difficulties. As usual. Each pair will get a specific number of chalk bombs based off of the order and they finish. It, there's another huge issue that I have with after this uh mission that we'll get into and i think it was absolutely insane but anise and jordan will get 15 chalk bombs tori and devin will get 20 johnny and nani will get 25 and johnny and nani also get to choose the order of the teams in which they will participate for the mission tj also says that the winner of the challenge gets gets an advantage which We'll talk about later, but Tori and Devin go first. They struggle for a while. Devin seems like he gets on a roll. He, between the two of them, they hit 10 targets. And they didn't, TJ didn't say it. I don't think I heard him say it to start when he was describing the rules. But it this is where you kind of notice that each, you can decide which person gets to throw the chalk bombs, right? So one yeah. person doesn't have to throw well, all the Well, there's not even number to begin with, right? Because it's 15, 20, 25 for two You just get a next number of targets. Like, they could have made it where only one person threw every bomb if they wanted to. Anissa and Jordan go. Jordan says that to Anissa before they go to try and hit the front of the targets so that they don't throw it too late and miss the target entirely. It gets to a certain point where Anissa just gives Jordan all of the chalk bombs that she has left. And Jordan seems to have found a rhythm after missing uh, to start the... Most of them. To start the mission. Johnny and Nani go. Johnny tells Nani to dump all her balls in his box if she starts to miss. And at one point... It looked like she hit more than he did. (laughs) They really struggle. Uh, And Nani says as much at one point where she says it's not looking good for them at a certain point. Tori and Devin win despite having less chalk bombs than Johnny and Nani. And the big advantage that they get to make and the advantage that they make it seem like there's a ton of suspense around and a huge decision to make here is you get to pick the order of the people that are released going into the next phase. They got a five-minute head start this over it, the second team and ten minutes over Johnny and Nani. Well, oh, t- fucking TJ kidding. says it's a tough decision. And when they say that they want to go first. TJ goes, are you sure you want to go first? No, Why, the my, fuck? Like, Why the fuck wouldn't you want to go first, TJ, you <laughs> dumb piece of shit? Like, come on. Give me a fucking I was like, am I missing here. something here? Why wouldn't they just want to go? F- like, I, I just was mystified by that whole exchange. Like, I was thinking, there's something we're not seeing here that, like, they go first and then they get some significant disadvantage and something. I don't know. I thought that was so bizarre. Stop treating the audience like they're fucking, like, petulant childs, dude. Like, I, th- I think there's a chance, like, 45% of them are. All right. 
I, I, I was like just aghast at that when it happened. <laughs> what, I, was, I, I was pretty confused. Too. I just thought I was missing something. I, what, nope. what, were you, what were you more upset with? One, that winning this phase amounted to a five-minute five minute head start over the next team that went. Or that they tried to frame this to us that this was a really difficult decision that you had to make. It's probably the more difficult decision. I think the fact that it's five minutes, like, it's not a significant event. The fact that it only amounts in five minutes is like, all right, that's kind of fine with me. I mean, it's more crazy to me the fact that Tori and Devin won that first day by a ton, and then they got, like, a 30-second head start the next day. Tori and Devin go first, then Anissa and Jordan, then Johnny and Nani. It's hour 72. Is and it? who the fuck knows? It's already dark out. So the, the whole day is gone at this point, pretty much. We get to the corn maze and it's, they say it's hour 74. How much would you be surprised if they just didn't even run to the corn maze? They picked them up on a truck, drove them to the corn maze, and then just released them in five minute increments. If we find out in a little bit, Devin's talking about, oh, we uh, a pickup truck came up out of nowhere and took us back and said, no, you didn't do this correctly. We had to go back to the final. And there was a checkpoint with a safe they completely cut out. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same truck driver that picked up Janae and MJ, too. <laughs> oh it's hour 74. They get to the corn maze. And th this is one of the parts of the final that I thought they did do very well. Visually, the corn maze and the aspect of like... <laughs> oh, the it looked incredible. Ranger, Oh, superb. But it was awesome. My, my friend pointed this out too, and I agree. My friend Ian, he said that they built this entire structure and they didn't even fucking do anything with it, right? There was no, like, well, the thing TJ there was, was no. Yeah, it's not like the, the structure was involved, involved in one of the eliminations. It was just a throne for TJ to sit on and scream at them at. <laughs> do you think they must have just borrowed from something else, right? I mean, it just looked like it was like the like basic like. It was. We have some money left in the budget. What can we do that looks cool? Let's do this. But, yeah, is there a lot, okay. You know the episode of The Office where um, Pam and Oscar are arguing over how they should spend the remaining money so that it doesn't just go back to corporate? Is that like, is that how a lot of decisions on the challenge game? And we got like you know potentially. But I also I will I will give them a little bit of grace on the giant structure. I think a lot of the camera shots of them running through the maze that were overhead were a combo of drones and stationary cameras from the top of that structure. So okay. I think for running through the corn maze, they were, it looked like they were in the middle of the structure and shooting from the top of that structure. So it did serve a purpose, but not a big, I mean, they could have gotten the same thing from drones. Okay. Tori and Devin pick a path to take them to the next level. And so they kind of, they get to the corn maze and that's when TJ releases them, right? So even though yeah. that they got a five-minute head start coming out of the previous phase from the helicopter mission, they get to the corn maze. Do we have any idea in what or in what intervals they were released to no. start the corn maze? It could have been like Tori like right? and Devin had like a five-minute head start, is what it looked like. The thing is, too, any in any of those situations, if they care so much about the show actually being close, they're not really incentivized to give them a significant head start. No. All right, so at least they didn't do grenades and shit. Thank God. No more sabotage. They're released into the, cor they're no. released into the no. corn maze by TJ, 
They have to make it to the front of what they think that they have to make it into. They don't even know what they're supposed to do, right? They don't. They really don't that, know what they're supposed that, to do. They're supposed to get to TJ. That's, that's what was confusing about this is they're not giving any direction. So they're just running around a corn maze without any goal in mind. So they're supposed to get to TJ. How they do that is up for them to decide. Um, are you guys breaking up or is it just me? It's just you. It's We're a little again. slow. Did you turn off your video trace or did I? What happened there? No, I'm still, I'm still. You still got video for me. His video went off for me. All right, really, man. We're so running fumes. They- this is the this is the part we're not even to the part where they run to TJ Rob. This is the part where they like start running around and they oh, eventually yeah, sure. get to a campsite. Tori and Devin get to the campsite first, then Johnny and Nani, and then separate from the campsite that Johnny and Nani and Tori and Devin are at, Anissa and Jordan get to one as well. At this point in time, they have no information what's going on, and this is before the lights go on in the middle of the cornfield. The lights finally go on. This is where they see TJ. They're as impressed as we are about what's going on. They find out it's hour 82. And this is where TJ releases them one at a time to be able to try and find him. That's their goal. And Tori and Devin get released first. Johnny. So that's the thing. That head start didn't even matter because, well, I don't know. I would need to go back and watch this because the only thing that mattered was once they released them from the campsite, whoever made it to TJ first didn't go in the elimination, but they released all three of them at the same time from the campsite. Well, this final was like a series of you would do an event and you won that small event and then you'd get a 30 seconds head, a 30 second head start in the next event. And then that would kind of continue and go on and go on and go on. So they do stack up in some way, but yeah, it's, it's not every once it's own little slight I mean, advantage. Yeah, so they get released incrementally here. Tori and Devin get released, then Johnny and Nani. And they choose the opposite path of Tori and Devin, which I do think is the correct move here. Because mm-hmm. if you're behind them by a significant amount and you don't think that you're going to be able to catch up to them, you have to just choose the opposite path and hope that they oh, yeah. chose wrong and you chose correctly. Yeah. And from Your what we can tell, much. it does not seem like the path that Johnny and Nani chose was the correct one. Because we get Johnny describing the route that they took later on, and it seemed like the route that they took was much lar- longer than well, the that, one That's part of the thing took. with this is like it looked really cool, but it was impossible to tell what was going on. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this gets back to what we've, or at least I've brought about before. I feel like that they could do a better job with visualizations to give a, the audience a better indication of how well people are performing here. Right, because I feel like that they could have done some aerial shot where they could have pointed out where the teams were and the exact path, the correct path that they needed to take to the middle of the ring to at least be able to show us how close they were. And even if they showed like like a graphic of like a little map, like if you play FIFA, there's a map where like you see your team and the opponent's team all on the same map. If they just had like a little map like that, and they could color code. Okay, here's where Troy and Devin are through the maze. Here's where Johnny and Nani are. Here's where Nissan Jordan are. Just kind of see them working through it. That would have made more sense. But I just could barely tell where they, anybody was. I really think that they would get a lot out of that when it comes to missions, when it comes to eliminations, and when it comes to finals. And I think it would really kind of help build the audience a little bit more and make it a more enjoyable product. But are they going to do it? Probably. And you, not. Th- you think? Like, I mean, look at what they're spending to make this massive structure. You think spending the amount of money to make a little graphic that appears in the bottom right corner of your screen cannot be much. Johnny starts screaming at Nani to run. 
Nani talks about how she injured her knee on the second day of the final. Johnny thinks that the last team to make it to TJ is going to be gone. And Johnny looks way ahead of Nani at this point in time. Nani says that she can't keep up with Johnny. And it looks like at one point in time that Johnny and Nani may actually even be closer than Tori and Devin. But I think that that's just some, like, editing trick. That, I think it's just I mean, editing wizardry. Or they I mean, found I'll, a dead end they, and had to turn yeah. around. Like, I mean, I mean uh, it's a corn maze. Who knows? Well, not even that. It re- all, all, we don't know who the pairs actually are when they give us an aerial shot. All they need that's to do is, also like, true. Who flip knows? the labels around, right? Make it look like... Well, they were color-coded. Corny right? Devon or Johnny and Ani. I mean, they were color-coded from the graphic, not the... Well, the, Actually, on their like, helmets, it could have been anyone. Color lights, like Tori and Oh, Devin that's Rio. true. You're right. They did have different color lights. That's yeah. like Devin two seconds. Of, and orange. That's two seconds of editing. The, 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 yeah, again, the, that's the other thing too. We always have to remember is like they made it seem like Darrell and Janelle were running at a different time of day than they were on the All Stars Two final. So <laughs> they can be throwing around a lot of stuff. <laughs> Forgot about that. Tori and Devin makes it first. Make it to. TJ first, Tori farts, and TJ has some unhappy scowl on his face in response. Which... Well, she also said that she peed a little too, which no one needed to know that. Did not need <laughs> well, to Why was that. he so angry about that? But he was fine with Nelson earlier this year. He was laughing at Nelson. Johnny and Nani make it their next, <laughs> and Nani refuses to give Johnny a high five uh, because of essentially Johnny took off without her. Yeah, I don't know. Devin says that they had been there for a while, and at this point, Nani is just completely done with Johnny, and she says that her knee's fucked, which, I mean, really doesn't matter. Like, the fact that her knee was destroyed really doesn't come into play at all with no. the outcome of this final. And they made up within, like, five minutes after this, so it wasn't like it lingered. They fight all the time and make up almost immediately, so it's just par for the course for them. TJ says that we're in the final zone. That's what this area is called. There's 17 hours left. One ride-or-die pair will be sent home. And they're going to have an elimination to determine who that is. Johnny they really apologizes. missed an opportunity here. They could have called it the Danger Zone and played the Kenny Loggins song. <laughs> that would have been epic. <laughs> the Top Gun promo was last season, Trace. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a wrong, wrong. It, it, we needed Puss in Boots. In yeah, we needed, we needed Puss in Boots. Uh, to Welcome to the here. Puss Zone. Oh, that sounds bad. Do, can you imagine if instead of this balls in, which I already have some issues with this balls in elimination, but if they like threw on like little hats on uh, the four competitors and had them like fence to determine who won? <laughs> Don't give them ideas like that. Oh, I feel all it. over that. All right. Although balls in in the puss zone would be kind of funny. They have the final elimination. Johnny apologizes to Nani. They make up and Nani says it's okay. It's balls in. Once you, they say, Kinda. once you lose possession, the turn is over. And they said, once you get inside the rope, you score. And what was this you essentially about? Score that was so double. odd. Dude, like, they were probably the trying to keep fuck? people from being injured. That's what I guess it was. they were already non these were already injured. They couldn't what, want to like have it be any worse. What's the point of having the fucking thing in the middle then? Like, what's the point it, of at that point? It's it almost in? like at that, it's just name that coconut. That's all it is. Not even name that coconut. That coconut required trivia knowledge. This required right, just but they just had to. Problem. They just had to cross the rope though. That was the thing, so or whichever weird. one it was from Gauntlet Three that. Coral and Beth did. It's a like you just uh, had to, beach ball. You just had bro. to get past the rope. Beach ball, yeah. Bro, yeah. The, I thought and Nani could have won this way earlier if she'd have just stopped once she got in the rope. This thing was a route, except Nani couldn't stop and just slowly put the ball in the hole. <laughs> Jordan and Johnny played this correctly, where they they pretty much gave up once they made it over the line, right? Yeah, that's John, what you oh, yeah. Have. That's what you, I mean. 
it, that's it. That's it. that. The game's over. I know, but both Anissa and Nani, once they got over the rope, they thought that they still had to rush to put it in and fumble the ball along the way. I mean, that's just because that's the way it's always played to this point. So yeah. you mentally had to remember what the new rule was. And Maybe they were getting medical it. attention while uh, TJ was explaining the rules. Nani has one move throughout this entire thing. She runs left and then tries to do a spin move back around right. That was her move the entire time. And it worked because Anissa has no movement pivot strength. Well, at how, all. How, how many times does Nani score? All right, let's just let's go let's go through this real quick. I think she okay. only scored once, but she could have scored three times. No, I think she scores twice, right? Who would you let, let's talk about this? Who would you have picked to win this before this even started? I, I thought I Johnny Oh, and Johnny and Nani, no like, question. I thought this was as close to 50-50 as we're gonna get. I thought it was a pretty even matchup. What so Trace, why did you think it was Johnny and Nani were the Because Anissa here? can't fucking move. She's just so much bigger though. Does it, and it showed in the performance. It doesn't matter how big you are. If you can just run circles long enough, she's going to fall over, which is See, what I, happened. Especially with this format, where they were so close, and this felt like just an offensive line scrum as much as anything. I thought an Eastern Jordan probably should have won this, if anything. I mean, All literally, right. Nani could have just run in a circle around to the other side and walked across the rope. That, I mean... She could have done that, but I still think Anissa could have just pl- if 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 Anissa's at full strength here, she can just plow over Nani all day. If yeah, she's fast she just... enough to catch her, which she's not. No, no, we're on offense. Okay, on offense, sure. Yeah, yeah. On even on, on defense, offense, like, Anissa should have just lowered her head and headbutted her in the gut. Like, <laughs> like if you just slide your feet on her, like I, I don't know. I, I I think I really think Anissa and Jordan probably should have won this. Even with right, Anissa's injury. I mean, Jordan has a shot to win if he just scores on that one point against John. I know. That's what's insane to me. Like, if they had won this and you told me that then Jordan and Anissa came back and won the final, I would have been like, yeah, with this format, yeah, I believe it. Well, that's the thing. For sure. You and Pat, before the final started, were talking about how they had the least chance of anybody to win the final going into it. I'm like, you guys Well, we didn't know the format, and it turns seasons. out that it didn't fucking matter. <laughs> I think going into the finals from now on, the final almost needs to be an even split based off of the competitors. With maybe oh, a, for sure. A, with Anybody maybe a can slight win this. Edge, may, with maybe a slight edge based off of the true talent ability of someone at what, they're, what, they, what they would be at like a reputable final. Let, let, let's start going through this. So and Nani and Anissa go first. Nani misses the goal, even though she's in the ring, when she could have just stood there and put the ball in. It's Anissa's turn next, and I thought Nani actually does a pretty good job here of just, like, sticking Anissa. Uh, oh, yeah. She, this is, like, a pretty good demonstration of a form tackle. And they show them fighting back and forth, and then they randomly cut to Anissa just crawling on the ground, losing the ball. So they don't even show how she lost the ball. I would it could be have been a different know, round, for all we know. It, yeah. Exactly. So I would be curious to know what actually even happened in the first round with Anissa here. How many rounds, because they've said this before, like how many rounds did they maybe both drop the ball? Like this could have been going on for a while. So this next round, so that was absurd. This next round, I would argue, was even more absurd because Johnny and Jordan go. Johnny makes it into the circle and TJ blows the horn before Johnny even puts the ball in the fucking bin. (laughs) Well, that was the rule is you just had to get in the ring. No, but on the last one... No, no, but he blows it and gives him the point before he even puts it in the bin. Whereas the last one, Nani has to put the ball in the bin to score, and they don't give her credit. Well, that's what I'm part going to say. Too, is I don't. I was lost it's, at the rules there. What? Like, is Tini just will trigger happy with the horn? 
I think he knew that Jordan and Bananas knew it, and they would they would have kept fighting if he hadn't blown the horn. Whereas with Nani and Anissa, it was like until Nani actually puts this ball in the hole, let's not blow the horn. Whereas with Bananas and Jordan, it was clear like they were going to keep biting and fighting each other until TJ blew the horn, even if he crossed the rope. That's the only thing I can guess. So like, I'm going to give them a mulligan on that one. All right. Johnny scores on that point where he just made it in and TJ blows the horn. Jordan scores. Nani and Anissa go. Nani makes it into the circle again and drops the ball again. Anissa... On it's her weird turn. too because Jordan and Horacio play this and they don't have this rule, right? Mm-mm. They didn't. It was unclear, I think, when that happened. I don't think we were ever really given the rules. Uh, no, the they didn't have that, that rule. Balls in this it was a little bit different because their ball was way smaller too, but they definitely didn't have the, this ring of death rule. I truthfully think they did it so that no one would hurt, get hurt. Like, I think that that's what they were going for in this final is like, pick a different is fucked up. Anissa's knee is fucked up. Like, let's not get these people any more hurt. Then pick a different elimination if you need to have an elimination. Anissa gets the ball. She, like, slaps her hands around it like she's an eighth grader about ready to shoot free throws in a junior high game. She scores. It's two to one. Jordan and Anissa are winning. Johnny and Jordan go again. Johnny scores. And then Johnny talks about how in this round... He uses Jordan's shirt, long sleeve shirt to grab onto, and that's exactly why he decided to take his shirt off. That's definitely a, a very veteran move. His and IQ I think it, for these things is crazy. Yeah, I think it just goes to show you, like, he's just been doing this for so long. He's been trained to just think out about, okay, what small edge can I get here? And he's I was just pretty impressed by his athleticism that. here. I thought anytime he was asked for from athletically, really overall this whole season, he had in some ways he almost I think he in the past. honestly was in the best shape he's ever been in for the show on this. Like he came in at the right leanness, the right agility. Like you can tell that he changed up how he trains for the show and it showed because he was definitely less bulky, but he was lean muscle this time. It's crazy that with Wes, CT, and Johnny, it feels like all three of them may be in as good a shape physically now as they almost ever have been on the show. Yeah. I don't disagree. All right. Although Rivals 2 CT was probably the best he's ever shown up ever in terms of his body style. What do we think? Let's talk about this real quick. What is the like best competitor from an individual season in the show's history? I think well, that's just such a longer discussion. We're gonna get way off topic. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a that's podcast a show. in name, itself. Name, name name two like name two people real quick. Landon, I would say two. rivals. Yeah, Landon Duel two and CT rivals two. Like there's just no one that's ever come close to looking that good and performing that well ever in those two performances. What about women? Uh, pick an Evelyn season. I don't know that you could pick an Evelyn season. I think you have to pick a specific one. Like well, I I'm just say... saying, like I, I think that her performance remains pretty consistent throughout her time on the show. Rivals one, maybe like, I just think yeah, you can grab almost anything. They're pretty similar. So like, cause CT is pretty different each season. He's on his West is pretty different mm-hmm. each season. He's on Evelyn. is pretty much the same. I mean, honestly, Laurel Free Agents is probably one of the most dominating female performances ever. And I think you could make the same case for Evelyn on Rivals 1. Johnny tackles Jordan outside of the ring 
and wins the round. It's all tied up two to two. Nani talks about what it's like, what it would be like to lose an elimination in the final. She talks about how that's what happened to her last season against Casey. Anissa goes and oh, this is where Nani goes first. She pretty much shakes Anissa. Anissa falls to the ground. Someone yells stop in the background, which I thought was kind of BS. Uh, I'm not entirely sure who it well, was. Well, it was clear she hurt herself badly. Like, it was just like the way she went down and the noise she made. It's like, wow, she's actually really finally hurt now. Nani scores. Jordan says that he saw Anissa's knee buckle on that possession. And it pretty much comes out down to Anissa here. She comes out like Willis Reed. It's game time. It's now or never. <laughs> you know what? We bag on Anissa a lot. No one would have... No one would have... I would not have ripped her for quitting after that one. But the fact that she at least gave it the old college try and went down again, like, I give her credit for trying. You know, like... I still think that she has no business being on the show anymore from this perspective, but I'll give her her props. She tried, even Why? though she, she could have won. Trace, she was like a couple breaks away from winning this stupid thing. <laughs> I know. And that's what's bizarre is she was. St- I mean, it just goes to show the format of the fucking finals all fucked up now, but whatever. She, skate- she skates to the end on her social abilities and then makes it to the end of the final because the final essentially doesn't matter. And if two coin flips go her way, she's the winner of this season. We're, we're really think... this close. That's the thing is like, if she doesn't twist her ankle and Devin does, then like Jordan and Anissa are walking home. They probably win, which is so fucking crazy. It makes my head hurt that that's what finals are now. It makes my head hurt. So it comes down to this. Anissa goes... Nani says that she's going for Anissa's ankle, which I think is fine. Anissa breaks down at a certain point. She can't continue anymore. Tori and Nani console Anissa. Johnny and Nani win. And Anissa says that, uh, points out that Nani was pulling on her ankle and that's contributed to her going down. How do we feel about Nani doing that? Sure. You got to fucking win. Take it. Take every fucking inch you can get. And even Anissa in her confessional said, no, I don't blame Nani. She's trying to win. Just do it. I'd do it. You got a million dollars in front of me? I'd fucking do it. No problem. TJ sends home Anissa and Jordan. Anissa says that... Yeah, I I know. Anissa says that there were peaks and valleys, but Jordan brought out the best best in her when she needed it. And they do a montage of Anissa and Jordan. TJ says that each team that is left, Johnny and Nani and Tori Devon, will go to their separate camps for the night and come out when he calls them out. Uh, it's the next day. We get some bullshit between each team before the, the real final begins. It's hour 92. Everyone wakes up. And there are... Uh, we go from hour 92 when everyone wakes up to then there being three hours left. Yeah, I know. That's show. why I'm saying this so whole thing were, is just chicanery. If, also, if there were actually, no if this was, there's only if, like five if, hours in the the time of day change that much. Because the thing is, too, you said that the the cinder block 
took six hours, and they're saying that there's three hours left in the final. So this is literally all just... That's why I'm saying. It's all bullshit. Fabricated. They literally had nonsense. an entire day off to they, just they the chill event, and eat. The entire last event took over six hours. Okay. There's three hours left. They go into the elimination ring. TJ says that the winner of this elimination will get all the money. And he's brought out a couple friends uh, to help them through the final battle. Anissa and Jordan come out. Olivia and Arasio come out. Olivia talks about how she broke five her face in five different places. And the final elimination is going to be a series of four rooms that each team has to navigate through. And the first one to pull the levers down win. And this is where red flags immediately went up for me. I'm, I, I've, I've seen how shit like this plays out on the show before. I'm thinking to myself, what if both teams make it to the middle at the same time? Like, who actually wins here? You know what I mean? Like, can't you just well, easily just fight see over a... the lever, I guess. Yeah, can like... leg wrestle. Can't you easily see a scenario where they break through at pretty much the same time, Tori and Devin, or excuse me, Johnny and Devin reach up at the same time, pull each side of the lever and pull it down at the same time? What the fuck do they do, dude? They don't think this Thumb shit wars. through. Just do they they have to do something think... else. I don't know what they do. They need... Why don't they, they just structure this? They and, like, De- oh, Devin's hand touched it. 1.2 seconds quicker than Johnny's did. They just need to have it so that there's each team has their own room with levers. They each have their own lever to pull down, and the person who pulls down their lever first wins. It's easy shit. Johnny, I don't disagree. So once, once, once it st- once it starts, Johnny's doing really well at the first part where they have to pull the spears out, and. Johnny and Nani, this is where they start playing Kubistank, uh continuation good. of the good music that they, they play throughout the final. Johnny and Nani get their spears first. We get to the second station, and this is where it ends. We find out that there are a series of 230-pound cinder blocks that they have to recreate a puzzle with. And Devin seems to have come up with a pretty good strategy. Johnny and Nani start to fight with each other. Nani says that they're losing their momentum. And Tori and Devin seem to be doing really well. And this is where Anissa points out that Devin has a much more methodical approach to this than Johnny and Nani do. And Devin notices that Johnny and Nani are off by a complete cinder block on the bottom row. And this is the first of a second... uh, The first of two fatal errors that Johnny and Nani make. One, by mistaking... But by not leaving enough room for a bottom row here. And then the second comes where they were missing they, a top piece. They were missing a top they piece. Buried, yeah. They buried a piece inside their puzzle at some point that they get to. Well, let, let's backtrack a little. So phase three starts for Tori and Devin. They have to use a battering ram to break through the wall. They get into this sand room where they have to navigate through the sand and make it to the next room. Johnny and Nani finally realize that they buried a piece inside the wall and the only way that they can finish is if they tear their entire entire puzzle apart. Tori and Devin finish phase three. They get to phase four. Johnny and Nani don't want to take their puzzle apart. They pretty much conceded defeat at this point. Tori and Devin are about to win. Johnny starts to apologize to Nani for what's happened. 
And in the confessional, Johnny starts to break down and start to shed some tears. Tori and Devin finish phase four. They pull the lever. They win. Johnny and Nani congratulate Tori and Devin. And Tori, Jordan talks about what it's like being there for Tori to win. Tori talks about being able to share the win with her best friend. Who is she talking about here? Is she talking about I think Devin? An, she talks yeah, about well, Jordan. So or she said Anissa. her Anissa, Anissa's her best friend on the show. But she's also said essentially the same thing about Devin. So I was confused by that too. Tori says whatever's good for television. Let's just in the say context that. of the in the context of the way that they edit, it almost seemed to indicate that she was talking about Jordan, but I had no idea. It's uh, no way it's who knows. what was really going on there. Johnny says that again in a confessional says that he feels like he let down Nani. Nani starts to console him in the confessional. And And they shot that three months later, by the way. So he was still upset about it three months later. So TJ, are we surprised that they just timed them out on the cinder block? Let, let's let's fly. Uh, we can talk about that now. Talk uh, about it. That, that would have been. Or we have two sec. We have two two seconds left. Let, let's get back to it. I guess. So TJ congratulates Tori and Devin for being the challenge champions. They show a Tori and Devin montage. They talk about Tori talks about being how about her being twenty three when the show first started, and. Tori Devin talks about how it takes a little bit of luck to get to win one of these seasons. And they're going to continue the tradition that was started last season, which really wasn't at, uh, the same they situation had, as what they happened had yeah, given, like, the rule to do. This was another thing that I thought was so bizarre. Because, like, are you allowed to just do this in the open now? It's just all has to be done under the table. Devin decides that he's going to give each person $38,000 for make it to the final. They start to play Modest Mouth and everyone goes home. TJ thanks everyone for the season. So let's talk about the Cinder Blocks first, then we'll talk about the money sharing. So the Cinder Blocks, are we surprised that they didn't time them out? Uh, I almost think that that's in the back of Johnny and Nani's mind. I think they were kind of hoping that's on that. That might have been what they were hoping for. I... Think it like there's been so much insane. about it being close, right? Just all right, go ahead. I think it would have been insane if they timed them out here. I think it would have been. Can you imagine if they timed them out and then they came back and won somehow? I mean, I mean, it would, I don't even know if it would make. I don't even know if that would make it on like the top ten list of craziest things that have happened in the final. But it would have been absurd. I mean, they've timed people out before. They time out both teams in one of the worlds too. Like that's not unprecedented. But I don't know if they've ever timed them some timed them out in something that this was all, well, the, never all the final done came out something to. Like so one of the ones too, the Tangrams was basically the whole final. They timed out both teams. I don't remember. I would need to go back and I so remember how that final works that. is they have the whole first day where all these crazy things happen. They purge out a bunch of people. The next day starts. The UK team gets a moderate advantage, like five minutes for which is significant considering how short it was. Um they go, they on their little chains, they go over to the end, and then they go to the Tangrams. Now the team can do the Tangrams. There's rumors it was completely broken, and then they paddled their way to victory. I would need to go back and watch again. I, I think it would have been crazy if they did it here. Um, especially after, especially after it seemed like Johnny and Nani were, had just given up. Um, I think that's the part that would have been it is hilarious that you bring that issue. up just that like the whole 
seeming, seemingly their whole reason for how the finals have moved this way is that they want it to be close at the end, and Johnny and Nani just tap out like ten minutes in and like, all right, we're done. We we can't do this. That's the irony of this whole situa- situation. So let's talk about the money sharing. Um, my biggest question about this was, do they have to give them the $38,000 out of the money that Bunim and Murray gives them? Or is Bunim and Murray... Yeah, I think they officially to- would do that if they did that. Yeah. Okay. Well, because, because, so that, that's interesting because I think... Because- the Somebody tax said that on the Challenge Wikipedia page, when you go to Money One, it shows Tori and Devin as if they only won the amount that they did not give up. I think because that's a bold assumption on the Wikipedia part, but we don't really know the answer to that question. That, that is My an important of, question that was like pre-tax or post-tax, right? Yeah, because like if they're giving it post-tax, like, I mean, post-tax, they're getting... They're getting they're a probably getting, They're getting... Like six hundred thousand dollars, so they get like three hundred thousand dollars each, right? Post tax, yeah. and then they have to give thirty eight thousand dollars each to how many people? Six people. So thirty eight thousand one two three. That's like two forty times six. So they only have a very small amount of money left. That's I why I would assume it's pre tax. Like have... Them saying that on camera, they like, hey, give them this money. Yeah, I, I think they probably do a pre tax. I mean, if it's post tax, like they both probably make more money on their OnlyFans accounts than they, they did from the finals <laughs> in one yeah. month. I mean, Devin does have one of those, doesn't he? Uh, I heard he makes a hundred grand a year off that OnlyFans, which blows my mind. I just thought that, I thought that was very interesting because we'd heard so many times in finals past where this was done under the table and it was kept secret largely. Uh, and now you're just like, all right, in, in the final, you're just allowed to cut people checks when it's not part of the... the this the is Devin and Tori being super smart, though, because, yeah, you're going to give away a bunch of your money pre-tax, but, like, Devin's talked about this in the past about, like, a lot of these people are very aware of who their characters are on screen. And this is, like so in line with the two of them over the last few years you know maybe not so much Devin in the vendettas era because i don't see him in that final reckoning vendettas era giving johnny a cent of that money but the way that he's evolved his on-screen character for the show like this is completely in that line of i'm the best friend in the vacation alliance i might backstab you but i've really got your back like this is completely within line on that. And Tori, she's going to do whatever makes her look best on camera regardless. And so, um, yeah, I mean, whatever. I mean, the other thing is like, look, they are actually all friends with these people. Like, I, I don't think it's crazy yeah. to think you just want to cut your friends a check after you just beat them or something like this. Sure. You don't, because you're going to need them next year. So they're all coming well, back. But I mean, I mean we all even. know. Like, if I'm that... doing something like this with a bunch of my friends and I win the money, like, I get like, all right, throw them a couple, throw them some money so they're not walking away with nothing. So Tony, Tony, I'm in the chat. You want them to throw it your way next year when Jordan comes back and blows your ass out of the water. Tony M in the chat has a couple of good comments. He said that quote, Tori and Devin mentioned in the office pod that they're still waiting for the check from MTV. Really? How how unsurprised are we about this? Not surprised at all. Wow. Dude. I've heard that they, until they air every episode Bunim and Murray doesn't get all the money from MTV until everything has aired and has been delivered. So that honestly doesn't shock me that it takes that long. I mean, she's been on another season since then, though. Yeah. Tony until also, all services are rendered, you don't get paid. Tony M <laughs> also says, imagine being Olivia and Orasio and being forced to stand for five hours. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> 
Can you imagine <laughs> if that actually took six hours being Jordan and Anissa and Olivia Narasio and just waiting there for this to finish for six hours? Well, Anissa's apparently like barely able to walk and then she's just standing there. Yeah, if I would, if I was them, I'd be like, "Hey, can y'all bring me a stool to sit on? Like, this is this is ridiculous." Yeah, they not, like, well, they could just sit on the ground, I guess. But I don't think did they have a chair? No, they didn't. They didn't have a chair. Every time did they, they get, showed like, them, they were standing up. They get any? They like what are they eating throughout this thing? Is it just a pasta? Dude. No, they fed uh, when, them. They were there four days. You know, they got meals throughout this thing. You know that they had one hour meal breaks somewhere, even if it was just at the campsites or whatever. I wonder what they're eating. You know that, you know that it's catering. You know, craft services is there for all production, so they're just feeding them whatever's craft services is. You know that MTV's definitely bounced a check with these uh, winnings before. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, it's funny because there's the rumor for you guys know why Dunbar supposedly didn't get his money from Cutthroat, right? Yeah, he yeah. he uh, he did the porn, but it wasn't because he did the porn. It was because he violated his no compete. Oh, okay. I was gonna so ask. He, I thought he I thought could. He had like... to get MTV's permission to appear on another sold, like, uh, it, it, like you had to get their permission or have it in your contract to appear on a non-Viacom release. And so, by him doing that amateur porn and it being released through another video company, he violated his no compete, so they didn't pay. Okay, him. I, I was, I was, I thought it was. Something else. It's not a morality clause. It was the fact that he appeared on a non-Viacom thing without permission. Like, if he'd have done an episode of NCIS, which he did at some point, then that's fine, because that's part of Viacom. Yeah, he's a he was on an episode at NCIS New Orleans. I was watching it one night, and I was like, that's fucking Dunbar. Nathi Malong Abi in the chat says, how is Devin not on World Championship? He killed the competition on Ride or Dies! Exclamation mark. I think we know the answer to this, right? What? They got Wes, Johnny, and other people. Was he an alternate? No, I think the reason was, uh, and I think, I don't want to say their name in Discord if they don't want to be, because I don't want to misquote them on this, but essentially it's because of the diversity guidelines that because this falls under CBS Paramount uh, and the diversity guidelines that they have for casting, they just needed to, like, he just didn't. Yeah, I guess the, the issue they run into with that with those guys. Yeah, that's is that true. A lot that, of the people that, that they're breaking off from the other explain. shows are not, are all from a specific demographic because it's just who won the show, right? Yeah. That's like the Argentina, true. I think like somebody Argentina told cast, me it has to like be like vanilla ice cream. Yeah, I think if I remember right, 50% of the cast has to be like a minority that's not just, you either have to be like a different sexual orientation or like different. You know, I don't know if orientation comes into play. I, did, I don't know. Obviously, these guys are all rumored about. I don't think they've ever. Interacted that's with why Survivor people. is what it is. Like that's why there's so much representation. Now, not that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's the guideline they have. I, and I think I think you're right because the other issue you run into is just if you look at the Argentina cast, it's again it's vanilla ice cream. That, that's the only flavor that's there. Uh, and I, I think the UK and the Australia cast weren't hoping they might have with that either. But I don't care. Why can't they have him on over fucking Ben Draper? You know what I mean? Because he's on the, he had to be the way they formatted the show. He's on the other side. They're teaming yeah. up. This is all public, so I can say this now. They are taking challenge vets and pairing them with someone from the international shows. So you would have basically would have had to take out Johnny Wes, Jordan. Um, yes, maybe. Well, yeah, I don't know what. Well, yes, yes is considered a minority. So okay. no. I mean, you could have moved around some of the other numbers. 
but you could have. But at the end of the day, if you can cast Johnny Wes and Jordan, are you going to put Devin in for one of those three? In well, I was going to say you could not. put him in ahead of yes. I don't even know that necessarily you'd want him in ahead of yes. Either. No, you wouldn't. Yes, before. yes meets the minority requirement. Yeah. So it, 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 I do feel like after this season, they sh- it wouldn't have been a. They should have. I feel like they should have found a way on for him. Well, MJ was an alternate, if I remember right. MJ so, well, and Devin was he was too. an alternate for Global, and they didn't need him. Okay, I thought I had, now that you brought, brought it up, I had, I think Devin was an alternate. I would have liked if they had found a way on. Just after he I think you're right. I think it was MJ was and Devin were alternates, and then I think Derek K was a last minute alternate if they needed him. So, all right, let's put a bow on this fucking season. So, letter grade, uh, what do you give it? It's funny. So I was thinking back about this compared to the, let's just say from Total Madness on. I feel like we all kind of view that as a line of demarcation. So I like Total Madness. It seems like a lot less than you guys did. I think that there were some stretches on that season that were as bad, if not worse than, like the episodes after D's whole situation are to me about as bad as anything that's happened on the show. I think those are basically, you can even tell We don't on disagree on that. Yeah, yeah we Rob, definitely like, don't disagree on that. Like the thing is like, I don't think Total Madness is good. I thought there were some good episodes, but I thought it was a shit season. Okay. I but, the, like Total Madness. but the best episodes of the last four seasons come from that season. That's the thing is the, the best, because we also had that Jenna abomination episode that was in Total Madness too. I remember us watching that season for the first couple episodes. We were, it was back and forth. Like, okay, one episode sucked. One episode was good. One episode sucked. One episode was good. And then they all fell off a cliff once the whole D situation. Once happened. the D thing happened, it fell off a cliff until you got to the Corey Nelson episode. Because I, I feel like from that season on, to me, it's all just like a mismatch. Like, I don't know how much I really value put one season over the other. I feel like they're all very in line with each other. I mean, if you were to ask me to rank Total Madness to now... I would probably still put Total Madness first just because some of those episodes were just so good that it feels bad putting it below. But I'm not saying that Total Madness is like a great season overall. It just it has the best episodes out of these. So I would probably go Total Madness. I would probably go Double Agents, then Rider Dies, and then SLA is flushed out into the sewage plant. Wait, so where, where did you have Rider Dies? Rider Dies then, Spies and Allies? Yeah. All right, so so letter grade. Each of you, I'm holding you accountable right now. C minus. I think it it was it's a C season that could have been in the B's had they not switched the format. If they had not switched the format, we would be in the B minus territory. But because of the format switch, I'm leaving it at a C. I'd say C minus. I think the format was a problem. I stand by the editing is the biggest issue with the show. Just the fact that it's like a Hallmark movie now. Is the editing and the, the format problems. really hurt it. But I've heard that there's stuff they edited out that was really good. So it well, makes me Yeah, mad. that's my point. Like the, the fact that we get how much Chauncey and Amber love each other every episode instead of stuff, other stuff that's going on. And like, focusing only on Jordan Tory fights when there were tons of other fights apparently just fucking kill me and then like you bring johnny bananas back and most of his screen time came from the final episodes eduardo landa in the chat says d plus for me better than sla but not better than double agents or total madness i give this season a big fucking fat f i give this season a big fucking fat f f like spies eyes and allies f like i don't think it's that bad but i can see why you'd give it that but i don't think it's that bad yeah but i think on Devin's scale how many seasons are at an f like 11 no like i feel like the last three seasons in a row have been an f um i think 
the last three seasons are some of the worst seasons that the show's ever produced. I think that you could make a compelling argument that Spies, Eyes, and Allies is better than Rider Dies. I think I think No Quarters Pod stat in Discord has done done it a couple of times, and I would need to go back and look at his logic again. But I remember thinking when he kind of laid it out that there is a pretty compelling argument to be made here. I think, Rob, you touched on it here, and we've talked about it a number of times recently. The editing is abomination. The way that the finals are formatted is a complete joke. Casting is not ideal. The length of the season is a problem. There's just so many problems with the way that the main show is currently constructed that I think arrive at this grade and I think fundamentally, we're just so far away from having them put out a really good product. And that's why I am so optimistic for All-Stars. Because what about this, whatever uh, is going on... Show? I'm all in for this I, World Championship. Yeah, I think the show is going to be definitely. really good. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I'm, I'm all in for All-Stars 4. I'm all in for Terminative Champions. I think we saw that Challenge USA was a very good product. And I think whatever restrictions are going on on the main show for how the show is produced, edited, etc., are not necessarily in place on All Stars or USA or hopefully this Tournament of Champions season that's about to start. And so I think the cast for Tournament of Champions is a pretty solid cast, and I'm pretty excited to see kind of what what's going to happen on March 8th. Real quickly, so this season, Vendetta's Final Reckoning, Bloodlines, Rivals 3. Amongst those five, where would you put it? Vendetta's Final Reckoning, Bloodlines, Rivals, Rivals 3. I would put this as the worst, for sure. I don't know. I, I hated Vendetta's. I thought Vendetta's was trash. Um, I think Bloodlines and Rivals 3 are just so boring. We had this discussion in Discord. I honestly would rather go back and watch Vendettas than either Spies, Lies, and Allies or Ride or Dies because at least in Vendettas, there was some really entertaining moments, yes. even though I hate the season. Like, midlife crisis Brad stole the show yeah. that season between his relationship with Brittany, the fight about pizza with Marie, which was hysterical, you had the thing where was it Kaylee who got all her shit thrown off the balcony thing and people got all up in arms. You had the bananas note problem. Like, even though I don't like the vendetta season, there's more watchable stuff on that season than anything they've done since. See, I, I, World I, th- I, I think I would disagree in that. I think this season's more watchable than that season. No. I think that season had higher peaks. Oof. No, like, I don't tell you like, those there's... episodes were so bad towards the end. I feel like you guys, there were some oh, really bad. And really that's bad. the thing. The There's final a- for Vendettas and a lot of that shit is awful. The final to me for Vendettas is a, like awful. Like the fact that they don't even show her winning the final, they wait till after the reunion to air it is absurd. The season is just so long and boring now. We get these 90 mm-hmm. minute episodes. We we weren't doing 90 minutes in Vendettas. They were. They did some 90 minute episodes. But they weren't all 90 minute episodes. We they weren't all. It was it was a this mystery is- meal every week which you we were going to is- get. This is the most challenge content that we've got ever gotten in a season before. We had 19 episodes. 19 episodes. And it should have been 14. And, should have been 14. Almost all the episodes I, I were 90 minutes. Above, I would have put it above put it above Bloodlines, Rivals 3, and Vendetta. It's not Final Reckoning. And I'm not saying that again, I give it a C minus. Like I think it's a below average to average season. I just think those I just think we forget how bad some of the other seasons have been because it's been around we haven't watched them in a long time. 
I think they were bad, but I think that if we were to go back and rewatch them and compare them to what we're watching now, we'd be a lot kinder to them because the the show has just devolved to a place of at least that those bad seasons. Well, with the exception of Vendettas, those bad seasons like Bloodline still resemble the challenge, even if it's a bad cast and they made some bad decisions. But it's nothing compared to like how many fucking rookies were on Spies, Lies, and Allies that we never, ever, ever want to see again. And rookies well, made mean, up over half the cast. Bloodlines is half rookies. More than half rookies. Yeah, and, and some, some of them were really bad. I don't disagree, but at least the show kind of resembled the challenge at that point. And some were kind of entertaining, too. Yeah, yeah. like Jenna's cousin was entertaining. The whole bakery she has, She even has one very entertaining fight. I don't know Abe's how cousin, even though he was boring, when he got into that elimination where they had to destroy shit and he and Abe are losing their minds and bleeding on each other are entertaining. Like even Raffi and Dario, when they were winning and then they lost the yeah. elimination because of that, like there were still like awesome things occurring throughout that and even you know anisa being cougaring one of Corey in that season and all i mean there was still some real and then you have the whole abe thomas hand job and then abe showing up and i mean there was so much drama happening that even with a shitty format at least you can watch bloodlines and be entertained exactly because i can think of a bunch of different occurrences that happen in Bloodlines. I, I, I have memories of Bloodlines. I couldn't tell you a goddamn thing about Double Agents, and it pretty much just happened. Same with Spies, Lies, and Allies. I just, just There's no moment that occurred in that season that I can point to to go, oh, that was a great moment. Like I'm sitting here trying to think about it. I can't think of a single moment from Spies, Lies, and Allies that sticks out, other I mean, than so Josh's have a, I, shitty elimination. I, I, I asked I asked a friend the other day who watches the show, I was like, who won Double Agents? And he was like, uh... And he had to like think for a while before he was like, oh yeah, CT won. Um, do you still, t- do you still like show the show to people? I'm like embarrassed too now. No, it's terrible. No, I, I talk about all stars because the the friends of mine that used to watch it are like, oh, I might turn that on then because it's like, oh, they brought back so and so for all stars. I might watch that. All stars is a great show. You know, it's it it's is. entertaining. It's lighthearted. It's fun. It makes sense. Uh, it's short. It's quick. It's fast. You know, you, you fly through it. Yeah. Everything that I just said is the complete opposite for the main show. <laughs> yeah, the main show drags on forever and you just can't wait for it to be over. And that's the right. problem. And that's what's weird is, is like I go on Reddit and there are some people that are like, this was a great season and there was lots of good drama. I'm like, what fucking show are you watching? What do we want to, what do we, what do we want to close with? What do we want to talk about before we leave? Global championships is coming. All stars four is coming and I'm really looking forward to that. And we don't have to deal with the main show till next September. We yeah, don't honestly, have casting I, rumors out yet for the main show. I've heard some casting rumors and format rumors, but nothing substantial. Let's hear it. But they're supposed to go film in May. Give give, give the give the listeners a taste. I mean, what little, and I'm stressing little, I have heard, <laughs> is that they are trying to get Wes and Bananas and CT all back for season 39, and they want to mix in some all-stars. And I've heard that they want to bring Olivia and Horacio back and a few other newer people. And some of the Vacation Alliance will be there. I mean, and then from a format standpoint, they've batted around doing something like Free Agents. 
I mean, the, the, these casting rumors, it's like when pe- how people have like their NBA All-Stars. I mean, we're in February and they ain't leaving. They ain't leave until May. So like, that's why I say like, I don't even love speculating what I've heard because like they could, this whole thing that they're speculating that I've heard could fall fucking apart by next week because it's, they're not leaving until the first or second week of May. I mean, they got to film USA too. You think CT would go? I don't think he can because he's going to be in the middle of his divorce. I mean, I just don't think that's happening. At least we're going to get, we might get three or four spinoff seasons before we get another season of the main show. You are going to get three more seasons. They're filming USA 2 in March. Well, that's what I mean, three or four, right? So at least we're going to get some really good content before we have to deal with the main show again. We're going to get Tournament of Champions. We're going to get All-Stars 4, USA 2. And would it even be possible that we could get another All-Stars? Before we would get I don't think you're going to get another All Stars. They might what film it in like late show, summer, the, uh, but you're not going to get it. What about the Trader Show Fair Play and Bananas are on? Yeah, see, I have and no insight into what the hell. I heard Wes is on that too. Oh, really? I didn't think he was on it. I don't. I don't. I don't. No, think no, no. I from what I've seen. Okay, I, I had heard a rumor he was there too, but maybe he's not. No, but, I mean, York there's some weird villains show that's going to be on the E Network that Bananas is on. Um, and then the other thing I heard is. Oh shit! It had to do with USA. Uh, oh, uh, the Challenge UK and Challenge Argentina will be on Paramount Plus starting April fifth. So global championships will be airing by the time they finally put the UK one on Paramount U- Plus. UK has like five episodes and they're each thirty minutes, right? Yeah, because they all left because the Queen died and they had That's to go ridiculous. warn the fucking Queen. I'm, I, or I'm so upset about that. Like you, you like the fact that they like, like the cast the basically went on strike. That's absurd. The vice grip that, that that family has on that country is unfathomable to me, and they have no actual powers, which is bizarre. Anyway, I, I mean, they get a ton of. Taxes. We should probably start they wrapping up. Last, I'm late. All, all your taxes that are in the UK go to financing this family just because they got born into it. Get to take everybody's money. It's ridiculous. Last thing in the chat, Sam Higdon Trace wants to know any rumors on for USA two on cast. Nothing that I haven't already said on Discord, but if you're not on Discord, uh, I heard that Polly and his brother were in casting for it. I heard that uh, anybody that's been on the flagship show that came from a USA property, so Josh, Casey, Fessy, um, Jay, Michelle, they're all eligible for USA too. And a lot of it is because of they were having trouble getting people like Tyson to come back because of their experience the first go round. So they had to widen the pool. But CBS was like, we really want to challenge USA season two because the ratings were better than Love Island. So we want it back for our summer lineup. So I would say that we're going to have another chat. And if the rating holds, I think we're going to have a yearly challenge USA on CBS with CBS cast people. We got to get rolling. We're way over time here. Yep. But anyway, there, there's your answer. So I've heard the only ones that are outside the box are Polly and his brother. And somebody told me Polly's got some seven on seven tournament happening on ESPN. And I was like, if they offer him USA two, he's going whether he's got something else in the hopper or not because he's so thirsty to be back. So whatever. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you again soon. Have a good weekend. Bye.